Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, uh, you know the drill by now, uh, but if you're new, uh, there'll be something from the week it was recorded, and uh, then there'll be games, movies, and TV. Um, so, yeah. If you're checking us out on YouTube, do help the channel out and just click that subscribe button. And uh, share with friends and family. Get them to do the same. It's a big help. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it helps the channel out. So uh, so that's cool. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Start like that. My old man noises. I imagine so. I sit. I press record and then I sit down. And I'm an old man, so you know, two plus two absolutely makes five. Um, this is a weird one. At time of recording, we've just been put into another lockdown. Literally, like an hour ago. Um, but I am not here to talk about that Um, any long time listener will know I put all that stuff to one side to attempt to not be harping on about the same old shit Um, so Last week, I was like, oh, yeah, I've only got a few things on this. It was a bit of a quick one. Yeah, it was like an hour and six minutes or something. So, I'm not going to say that this week. But I have only got a few things on the list this week. Um, not to date this, but um, we're, we're, we're into the new year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, that will mean nothing at the point that you actually hear this. Um, but, yeah, you know. At time of recording, we've just had the, not long had the new year. Um, yeah, spent the, uh, spent the way, spent New Year's Eve the way I spend pretty much every New Year's Eve now, uh, which is on my own. Um, not, not completely. Uh, but I, I see the new year in on my own and have done for a while now. Um, did get to spend some quality time with my eldest. We watched a movie. Let's stay up a little bit later because it's new year. And uh, she could have a lie in the next day, which she absolutely didn't. Uh, she did have a lie in the day after, so, you know things around about in it um it's one of those things i've just realized i haven't written that film on my list and that is because it's a film i've seen before and not one that i especially feel needs talking about ironically the film the one and only film on the list this week is a film i have seen before um but we'll get to that so Item number one 
on the docket is snow. So it snowed a few times. Um, it snowed Christmas Eve. Um, I don't believe it snowed Christmas Day. It was not a white Christmas. Uh, and then in that, you know, that limbo week, that week between Christmas and New Year, and then like into the New Year. Um, I think it snowed a couple of times. One was just uh, a bit meh. And the other one was quite substantial, but not enough. I mean, you couldn't even make a um, snowball. Uh, I know this because we tried. Um, great thing about kids is more than like, you know, 15 minutes of snow. And it's like, right, let's get out there. Let's, let's make a tiny, tiny snowman. Couldn't even do that. It wasn't even enough snow to make a tiny snowman. Um, but... You know, good on getting out there. I went out there. Uh, went out there in my slippers. Had to put them on the radiator after that. Good times. Um, so, let's talk about snow. What is the age when... Where? When? One of those you go from looking out the window and going it's snowing yeah gonna build snowman snow ball fights snow angels that's an american thing I don't i don't feel um that was really a thing over here until you saw it a million times in like american stuff tv and films and then you tried to do it at some point um so when do you go what is the age that you go from yay it's snowing fantastic to looking out the window and be like oh fuck it's snowing when does that happen when does that change happen what is the catalyst for it so i had this conversation the other day and i said this exact thing i was like which is the point in your life where you go from yay it's snowing to oh fuck it's snowing so then i was like is it when you reach a point in time where you have to go places so you know obviously you're going to be an adult um but it's like is it at the point you can drive because you know instantly that driving in the snow be you know either side of it especially after because all it's going to take is for it to be compacted and then have a, a cold night next thing snow is ice and you're driving on it dangerous um i will never forget uh was it last year no might have been the the first year I was driving I have a feeling it was in the first car set off to go to work snow the, you know a proper snow full covering deep all that and I drove up the road to the big roundabout at the um, at the top of like where I live and I, I went to stop 
um, and I just slid out into the roundabout and weirdly and this is the thing that I can't you know looking back I can't work this bit out because nothing there was nothing coming so I'm a bit like well why then why was I stopping but then I'm like maybe I was just slowing down to then go oh there's nothing coming I can go but in the slowing down process I've just basically skidded out into the roundabout and all I could think was if something had have been coming at that point in time that would have been me i'd have been in an accident it would have been coming on like my side depending on what speed the vehicle was coming at that could have been you know a, a, a fatal or certainly um a serious accident um so is it that is it the is it the aspect is it tied to driving I remember walking, I remember getting sent home from work because basically they worked on the principle that if you lived a certain distance and the buses were cancelled because the snow was that bad, um, they would send you home. And I lived 0.1 miles over the distance. So I was one of the people that got to go home, which was like, cool, I get to go home. On the flip side... I've got a walk that I think clocks in at like an hour and 15 minutes and with no transport it's like okay and I'm sure it took me like four hours to walk home because uh, it was like up to your knees kind of snow I think that was like I think I saw something the other day that was like 10 years ago or something um, I remember it as if it was yesterday so what is the point in life where snow is a pain in the ass? Um, I had this thing, I went out went out for a run this morning and um, yeah, it was like I had to like ice skate down the hill uh, and then attempt to get up a reasonable hill that was just complete ice sheet ice um nigh on impossible did manage it though but yeah it was it was treacherous this morning there have been a few mornings i've been out running and i've got back and I'm like it is dangerous out there but i started wondering i was like you know is it is it a point in time where you know, does it signify that you've stopped being a child to some degree? You know, it starts snowing and everybody in this house was going ballistic. Yeah, it's snowing. Oh, it's getting heavier. Oh, it's not snowing as much now. Oh, it's snowing loads. And then, like I say, immediately, can we go outside? And I'm like, yeah, if you want. Um... And for, and for me, I looked out and I, I assessed it. I was like, that's not a lot of snow. But there would come a point where you'd be like, oh man, that's it's too much snow. So yeah, it set me a pondering. Um, you know, answers on a postcard if you, if you know. Um... I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about a uh, a joy 
I have recently discovered. Um, and this is one of those that I feel that this probably puts me in the category where somebody is going to listen to this and be like, I mean, are you, are you really that dumb? And the answer is yes. If you ever, ever have to ask that question, just go with yes. Um, uh, just one second. Mm. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's a it's a cookie dough flavored coffee. Just let that one sink in for a moment. Ooh, that is delicious. No, um, no alcohol-free wanky beer this evening. The the stocks are getting low, so uh, it's more of a it's going to be more of a weekend thing now. Uh, you know, I don't want to be drinking too many of those bad boys and uh, going out driving in the snow, do we? Yeah. So, I've recently discovered something which I feel... I'm probably a little late to the part on this one. Um, where do I even start? Way back in the day, which isn't that far back, it's probably like four five years ago uh when i was really into running um i was uh, i was proud to be an all-weather runner so you know in in summer you it's uh, it's shorts and a t-shirt no surprises there however in winter much uh, much of a of a change of attire but strangely not a lot the only thing the only major change that would really be would is i would wear um base layers so i had uh, various sets of legs um so i'm trying not to say the word leggings because they're not it's like a base layer for your legs and then i had a series of um base layers for my torso was that it? So I would wear them. I'd run home in the winter. Um, maybe even run home in the snow. Um, yeah, pop, pop a pair of gloves on, trainers on, all the bits and bobs. Still put the uh, the shorts and the t-shirt on over the top. Uh, another layer, keep you keep you warm. Part of me feels like there was there was a headband in there somewhere. Suppose it will have been. Will it have been at a time? Will it have been at a time when I still had dreadlocks? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe that was. Uh, maybe that was it. Anyway. Um. As we have moved away, the royal we being me, moved away from the running no need for all of these various under layers under um, base layers under armors whatever you want to call them and they've just sat in a drawer ever since now fast forward to sort of now time uh, i got into uh, i listened to was it henry rollins or was it bill burr somebody on a podcast talked about um gym attire 
and was talking about how when you go to the gym you should be dressed like it's the 1980s and you're going to the gym grey jogging bottoms a pair of trainers a t-shirt a, a, a grey hoodie with a hood and so on and so forth so I reached a point um, and then again was in the winter of going to the gym with jogging bottoms I used to go to the gym with shorts and t-shirt and it was like jogging bottoms t-shirt, hoodie let's do this and there's, a, there's that element of you know you sweat that bit more work that bit harder so on and so forth um, bring it to this point in time when I go running, that's what I go running in. Jogging bottoms, um, t-shirt, hoodie, trainers, and we're off. More recently, gloves. So again, mm, that is a nice cup of coffee. Again, the base layers are just sitting in the drawer. Obviously we're talking about it being cold enough to snow. Um, I am what would be uh, known as a tight Yorkshireman. There is no heating on in this house during the day. So there. Come to my house during the day and it's cold outside. Bring your coat because it's probably going to be cold inside as well. What that does mean, however, is that I have to sometimes suffer through being cold indoors. Reached a point where um, I'd been cold for about four days. Now, me being me, there's probably like let's pick it. Let's, let's there's probably twenty days in a year of three hundred and sixty-five. 20 of those I might actually be able to say I am cold the pretty much the majority of the time I'm probably warm like now you know my hands are reasonably warm but then again it's nine o'clock at night so they'll have been heating on I'm wearing you know jumpers and things like that um so I got to the point where I've been cold for like four days and I was I was just done um yeah, you know, I can deal with it for like a day or so, a couple of days, whatever. Day four, I'm like, I've had enough of this. I'm like, I need something else. Do I put another jumper on? Do I put another, I, you know, I think I had a second pair of socks on at that point in time. You know, do I put additional trousers on? You know, this sort of thought pattern. And then I was like, do you know what? I've got a drawer full of base layers. I am going to go, I'm going to get one for the top, I'm going to put it on, and I'm going to put a t-shirt on, and I'm going to put my jumper back on, and, I, and that's how we're going to do this. I tell you, one of the best decisions I've ever made. I have underestimated the use of the base layer, and like I said at the start of this, people right now are going to be like, the, the, they're going to be thinking about that uh, J. Jonah Jameson thing from Spider-Man, whichever one it was, where he's laughing. And they're like, are you serious? They're like, 
how have you only just worked this one out numb nuts but not the sharpest tool in the box ladies and germs so yeah under armour base layer I'm telling you man if you're, if you're cold in the house get one of those bad boys on warms right up now here's another thing for Chris, this is what sparked it because for Christmas I got a, a Seattle Seahawks um, kind of like a like a base like kind of like a workout top kind of like a you know and and uh, I got it from uh, Expressions and um, Chris and his good lady wife were telling me, oh, they're, they're super warm, they're really good at you know, keeping the heat in and this, that and the other. I was like, I'm sold on that. So I started with that and I was wearing that. Man, game changer. So, ladies and gentlemen, do not sleep on the Under Armour base layer, whatever you want to call it. If you're cold, Get one of them bad boys on. Do it. It's the right move. For all you people out there that uh, that say the phrase, I'm always cold, maybe you don't have to be. Maybe there's a solution out there for you. I don't think that, I don't, I don't know how expensive they are. I think, you know, the branded ones, the, the Under Armour of the world, um, might run you a bit. But, I can also tell you, that there are other options out there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more, say no more. I've got a Deadpool one. Let's put it like that. Makes me look like I'm, you know, fat Deadpool. Um. So, there. Little piece of advice from me to you. If you're cold, get yourself a base layer. Um. So I wanted to talk about um an issue I've had to review recently um, because I'm so, so broken and flawed um, I spend a lot of my time sort of like reviewing things looking at things trying to find ways to improve things and stuff like that and you know I largely fail miserably but you know it's thought that counts in it <laughs> one second mm. delicious uh, this is not sponsored in any way but I think it's beanies coffee they do like flavoured coffees I mentioned that I got um, a couple of advent calendars little coffee advent calendars um for Christmas I got a box of their coffee, different little jars of their coffee. Absolute game changer, really is. Um, what was I talking about? Was I talking about anything had I even started on the... Right, yeah, I've been looking at something recently. So, for Christmas, there's a couple of things I specifically asked for, not wildly expensive things. Things that I had been holding off getting, and then I was like, I, I kind of want these, so I will mention them as gifts for Christmas. Um, I can see 
one of them now uh, and that that one was uh, I wanted some um, grip cover things for the quest that have uh, rubber around the tops of the handles because I'm forever smashing them into the actual quest or hitting um, objects out and about and I don't want to break them so I was like get these they're designed to protect the things um, as for them they were less than a tenner something else that I actually asked for was I wanted um, all of the Run The Jewels albums on CD or the equivalent uh, what that means is that in the end um, I got three of the four for Christmas two of the three I got I got as uh, just digital downloads and the third one I got a physical CD that came through the post and a digital download so um, winner winner chicken dinner also you think we'll come back to that the other thing was uh, there was a series of games that were available and as I'm sure I've mentioned at this point I got some of those games um, I got Half-Life Alex for the uh, for the VR we'll talk about that in a bit and then I got a series of games for the PlayStation as Christmas was getting closer and closer and closer there was a particular game that was becoming like a standout game for me like this game looks like the the game I want to play. This game looks like the game I want to be want to be all about. Now here's the thing. I spoke quite poorly about this game previously, and it was only as we, we were running up to Christmas that I saw more about it and was like, actually, do you know what? I feel that that is something that I, I would want to play. The game in question is um, the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. So, we get to Christmas, open the presents, open all the ones that are game-shaped. Um, obviously I got Half-Life and we'll talk about that momentarily. I got four games for Christmas for the PlayStation. I know that's a lot. Um, I could go into why that is and all this, that and the other, but ultimately um, those were the some of the heavy hitters as far as presents were concerned. Um, of those four PlayStation games, not one of them was Spider-Man game. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, these are these other games are games I want to play, uh, games I have mentioned, fully understand and appreciate. These are the games that I've got. Um, I did get some Amazon vouchers for Christmas, so I was like, tell you what, I'll just I'll just get it myself. I'll just pick it up now, job done. Hmm, okay. Um Spider-Man Miles Morales, not available. Oh, okay. So let, we'll leave that there for now and we'll go back a step. So do you remember how I said that I got three of the four Run the Jewels albums. Yes. Well, 
that's not all of the Run The Jewels albums. That's three of four. Three quarters, some would say. So, went on to Amazon. Uh, I, I need Run The Jewels 2. Tappy, 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 click, click, enter. This item is not available. So this was what happened before Christmas. This item's not available. You can buy it digitally. Perfect, that sounds amazing. I got the others digitally. Oh. It's available digitally for considerably more money than the others were. Um, that's not going to work for me. Why would you charge me more for one of the four? I think the most recent one was the cheapest of the lot. And that I got twice because I got a physical copy and a digital copy of it. I'm not prepared to give you more money for that album. You can do one. So that's that. So, let's put that to one side and let's get back to the Spider-Man game. Okay, well, you know, it's Christmas, everybody got vouchers, everybody got Playstations, everybody got all of that. You know, we'll give it a couple of days, we'll see, you know, stock, stock in it. So, here's a, here's a twist in the tale. If I wanted Miles Morales on the PS5, not only can I get, like, a bajillion copies of it, I can pay nearly £20 less than the average price of the PS4 copy when it's in stock. And when I say when it's in stock, I mean anywhere. So here's the thing. I can only presume that the collector in me is having issues with all of this because I now check multiple times a day to see whether Run the Jewels 2 has come back into stock and whether Spider-Man Miles Morales is A in stock and B below what I saw the other day was £106 for a copy of it because that's how bad things are as far as games are concerned at the moment it's okay though because you can get that, that PS5 one for uh, like 40 quid if you want it but here's the thing that I've been looking at the, the me side of things it, it properly like irks me and it can only be the fact that it's like it's the collection side of things it's got to be the that collection's not complete as far as the the game's concerned presumably it's like well that's the game i want to play yes we did get four other games and i am playing one of those four right now but by the time Christmas came, it was all about the Spider-Man. Or as my youngest would say, Spider. 
lovspær man har kjørt. So yeah, that's where we're at. Um, I have been to Asda because they uh, they promised that they had a copy of it. They were like, "Look, it's here on the shelf. It's uh, it's cheaper than you could get it anywhere else." Cool. Took the thing to the till. One went away, came back. Here you go. I was like, uh, "That's the wrong one." Why is it the wrong one? Well, that's for the PS Five. Alright, oh, yeah, okay, went away, came back. Yeah, we've only got it on the PS5. Cool, that's awesome, cheers for that. Um, was it Argos? They've got it um, for £52. Yeah, like 52, 52 quid. Um, yeah, just like there are places that have got it, but yeah, the the price scalping uh, is well and truly in effect. Um, as for Run the Jewels Two, can't get it for love and money anywhere. Like I've tried everywhere that sells CDs, nobody's got it. And this is the other thing: the majority of the places that sell games, if you if you do a search for Spider-Man Miles Morales, they will tell you they don't have any. Um, and you know I had conversations today talking about whether it's because of the way the world is right now that we can't get stocks of things who knows so yeah the collector in me is um, is not a happy boy right now so I watched a film a film and um, as I've said I've seen, I've seen this film before um, but I, I was going to talk about I don't know I keep saying this and I'm not going to talk about films that I've seen before um, and, then I, and then I do I break my own sort of restrictions or whatever um and when I say what the film is, when I tell you what the film is, you're going to be like, I mean, where's this going? I watched The Matrix. I have seen The Matrix at least a bajillion times. I have seen The Matrix. The Matrix is one of the films that I have seen more than any other film. There are certain films that I have just seen so many times. The Matrix, Blade, Fight Club. Those are that's three to name just uh, just three. Um so why did I watch The Matrix, you might ask? I'll put it on because I haven't seen it in a really long time. And there's a reason for that, and that reason is because I've seen it so many times. Certain films that I've reached a point where it's like, I could probably never watch that film again because I've seen it so many times. Thing that I am realising is, even if you've seen a film a lot of times, if you haven't seen it in... I mean, it's not going to be 20 years. 
but it could be 15. Might be worth going back and, and just refreshing on it. So I put it on and it took me two, three, four sittings to watch it. Um, and that was one of those that I think I watched like the first half an hour, 40 minutes in three sittings and then I watched the rest in, in a fourth sitting. What I realised watching it this time is if you take away the if you take away the action so remove the things you remember the, the bullet time the the bit where he dodges the bullets spoilers by the way I'm pretty sure this film was like 99 so you know spoilers um Take away the bullet time, take away the dodging the bullets, take away the scene where, you know, we need all the guns. Take away the kung fu scene, the helicopter. Take away all of that. Because those are the bits, you know, we know those bits. And and this this could be a controversial take on things but the 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 stuff the that surrounds that is some very well acted um keanu well um we used to call him the little wooden boy um i got a lot of time for keanu Reeves. i think um as a as a person uh, I saw a book at some point it was like be more like Keanu uh, or how to be more like Keanu something like that and I was like that that is an absolute winner as far as a book's concerned uh, and it was all about it was like I think it was like a self-help book but basically trying to also teach you to be more like Keanu Reeves which I personally think we should all try and aspire to be like him um, just a I think he is just a, a genuinely nice guy. Um, but I think that that comes from a world of incredible pain. Um, I've seen a, a variety of things about like how his life has been. And yeah, a lot of pain. Um, but you can't get away from the fact that of all of them in that film he is probably on the the lower end of the acting scale um but yeah it's just a it's just an absolute monster of a film i the thing the thing that really stood out was like the red red pill blue pill thing and the descriptions that Lawrence Fishburne's given and the way he like, articulates it all. And I remember saying, like, you know, this was always considered a particularly low-budget film that became a, a, a sensation, you know. It spawned two other films 
unfortunately, um, and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, they're, they're about to release another one. But there's like the scene where they explain to him about the, you know, the Matrix itself and um, the world that the the real, you know, the real world sort of thing, and that whole thing about him just like his brain just exploding, not literally, obviously, but just not being able to handle the information, and it's so well done that you you feel that. Um, that stress of it all, um, and there are there are bits that you know that just look amazing, like the the classic car element, the slow motion, not like the the action scenes, just the some of the bits where everything's slowed down and the world's going that little bit slower and stuff, and it's just it's a really well done film and I think when I was you know 20 years old watching that film going oh this is the bit where he does the fighting this is the bit with the guns I might have missed some of the elements that make that film great you know it's a great film um but yeah going back and watching it this time yeah, i wonder whether there have been slight alterations made to it I, mean, I think it got like a a remaster but there was a couple of scenes that i remembered slightly differently and like i say film i've seen a lot but um i always remember like having seen it so many times that the the kung fu scene where he does the backflip it was so obvious after seeing it like 50 times that he was on wires but watching it this time it didn't it didn't seem as obvious um when the agents take over people um they have that like the green matrix thing goes over their faces i was like i don't remember that um so i wonder if it's had a bit of a an adjustment as a movie I don't know. Don't know if that's a thing, but it, it, it felt that way. Or maybe I was just watching it with different eyes. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to review a film from twenty plus years ago, like it's like it like I've only just seen it now. I think what I came away from that experience was it's always worth going back and looking at things from the past you know films and stuff there are films that i've seen loads and loads and loads um that i'm i'm wondering now whether it's worth going back yeah i put fight club on my list to watch um i'd started working through the blade trilogy um just yeah maybe seeing these things with a different perspective um, but yes, honestly, an enjoyable viewing experience watching The Matrix. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and like I say, not necessarily for the for the action stuff, more for the more for the stuff around it. Um, 
So, a finished Half-Life Alex. I had like five days without playing it. Um, there are times that, that it's, it's easier for me to play VR and there are times when it's now impossible. And I had a point in time where it was now impossible to play VR. Um, so I didn't. Simple as that. And then I got back to it. Uh, unfortunately from that aspect there was only a little bit left. I was a bit like mm. genuinely sad to finish that game. Um just yeah it, it's a it's a masterpiece it really is um an absolute benchmark for games i'm I'm sitting here now talking about it thinking you know I'll be able to go and play it in a bit it's very much one of those that you it's it's a game that makes you want to do that rather than other things um just graphically looks amazing. There are some scenes right at the beginning, just amazing. Uh, and I won't spoil it, but there is a section at the back end um, that's really well done. Great mixture of gameplay elements. Um, there's a kind of like, not a stealth section as such, but you have to be stealthy. You have to play it stealthily. Um, but that's because of what's going on at that point in time um, if I'm honest that bit was a bit taxing bit of a, a bit of a chore, bit of a grind at points but on reflection I still thought it was amazing it was so well done um, it has um, it basically takes a lot of the, the VR genre and it, and it does like twists on it so um, whereas in Boneworks you can grab things from a distance and it doesn't explain why in in Alex um, it tells you why because you've got these gloves that you know, they're gravity gloves uh, anybody that's familiar with Half-Life as a series will know that there's always or more recently there's been a, a gravity element um, so you know it's explained so you know um, I have started playing it again. I, I I did. I was a little bit yeah, in, in mourning in some way because just such an amazing gaming experience that then not having it was like I am genuinely saddened by this. And it's one of those things that um, when you get a good game, when you get a decent game. Um, you know, you're sad when it ends. I think that's a fair statement. Um, and this, you know, for now we're in 2021, which I have to keep remembering. Um, the, the, the big, big takeaway for me for 2020 absolutely has been the VR. Um, big, big shout out, big props to, uh, to Sam Muscroft for helping me uh, achieve the Oculus Link side of things and the ability to be able to play um, additional VR games like Boneworks and Stormland and, um, and Half-Life 
and Half-Life. I mean, it's probably got it's got to be pretty much got to be game of the year for me. And I was going to say, uh, and it didn't come out last year, but I think it potentially did come out last year. So you know, chicken dinners all around. Um, Boneworks is up there. Boneworks is absolutely up there. Um, but Half-Life does take uh, probably takes the biscuit. Um, the only thing, the only thing that Boneworks would win out on is the additional elements. Obviously, you've got a campaign, but then you've got like the arena mode, you know, the zombie modes and stuff like that, um, which give you more playability. Alex was very much. I finished it, and it's like, there you go, you finished the game. But like, oh man, um, just phenomenal game um, I really do wish that it was like a, a benchmark for the way VR games are made going forward I doubt it because I imagine it cost a lot of money to make and I imagine it probably didn't make I don't know, I don't know. I'd have to look it up um, but games like that are not going to be ten a penny. Games like that are going to be ones in a blue moon. But that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. I feel like there should be more like that. Um, you know, I was I was talking I was talking to Sam today, and I was saying, you know, I've been incredibly fortunate that I've been able to play three monster games back to back: Boneworks, Stormland, which I need to go back and finish. Well, I need to go back and play more of um, and Half-Life Alex, like proper monster games um, so yeah Half-Life Alex uh, for me for me um, game of the year potentially game of the year across the board um, because right now I couldn't tell you a single console game that has come out in 2020 um, oh no that's not true Ghost of Tsushima will be uh, will almost definitely be my console game of 2020 um I'm not here to do a best of 2020 because uh, in actual fact we made the decision the the royal we, the collective the people that I would go to to discuss game of the year sort of stuff made the decision that there wasn't enough to talk about so uh, we gave it a miss that tells you everything you need to know about that so uh, let's talk some console games um I have a confession and you're not going to like it but let's just pull the plaster off real quick and, and be done uh, one of the games I got for Christmas was the Avengers game I know some of you right now are falling off your seats going uh, I'm sorry what because of the stance I took from having played the beta so on and so forth um, shortest version that I can tell you is I wanted to play the game. I couldn't get away from that. Um, having played the beta, 
uh, a couple of times um, and everything that was bad or negative or everything I heard all the bad reviews the fact that they lost 43 million dollars off the back of it you know all of that I still I still wanted to play it um, I got it for Christmas and I have played it um, as you might expect the beta didn't really give you uh, as much as I thought it was giving you of, of the game um, and there are, there are these elements of um, gameplay that weren't in the beta um, there's a reason for that and uh, I think the reason is that they weren't very good um, I think one of my biggest issues with the game in general is that they've given you a character a main character you know the main story character the character they've given you is for me personally is not a character that I would want to play as and that goes you know that goes for the Avengers themselves if you look at the Avengers so let's go through and you've got Captain America Black Widow Hawkeye I don't even know if Hawkeye's in it he wasn't in the the bit at the beginning I don't think anyway let's move on and we'll come back to that I think he's been mentioned as a, as a character further down the line Hulk Thor Iron Man is that it? why do I think there's seven of them or is that the Justice League hmm of all those characters Captain America not overly bothered Black Widow not overly bothered Hawkeye not overly bothered so that leaves you with three Hulk, Thor and Iron Man of those three Hulk yeah I mean he's okay but ultimately just a big guy that smashes stuff so that leaves you two characters and of those two characters let's face it you want to play as Iron Man um, to be fair the stuff you know when you when you get Iron Man when you unlock Iron Man however you want to however we want to talk about that um, that stuff was actually quite good I quite enjoyed that section uh, I, I enjoyed the fact that I was able to get Iron Man and you get him quite early on um, in some respects um, so now I can play as Iron Man job done but up to that point they've given you um, Camilla Khan is she Miss Marvel um and, and I just I don't find her to be like a a main character character so it's just like uh, you're making me play as that character again that's really annoying because let's face it ultimately you just want to play as Iron Man and ultimately that means they should have probably just made an Iron Man game you know maybe that would have been the, the, the way to take it I played it for so long. Uh, I've had a series of problems and issues. Um, it, it's it, it's a bit of a glitchy game. Um, I did I did some video the other day just to show some people 
um, issues that I'd had with it. One of them was like this thing that it made it look like it was in 3D, but it was just like the screen was all just messed up. Um, stuff like that, you know, not great for, for gaming. So I made the decision to put it to one side and I decided to play a different game. Uh, the next game on my hit list was Watch Dogs Legion. Installed it, played it. Um, for everything that's good about it, for everything that's interesting about it, for everything that's you know stand out, like things like when you jump in cars, because it's like a set ever so slightly in the future, any car you get in, or any motorbike you jump on, pretty much every single one of them is electric. Nice little touch, nice little sort of way of doing things. Kind of cool. Um, couple of issues with like things like um, shooting. Um, the first mission, there was um, just it's like aiming uh, and locking on and stuff like that. Just a couple of issues, but you know I managed to deal with it. Um, and then there's this aspect of this non-lethal thing which I think was a thing in the second one I think it was further down the line where you got like actual weapons um, the hacking's there the hacking's still fine the driving there the driving's not amazing because um, although you know every car you get into electric and that's quite novel the actual driving's not brilliant for yet again another one where the driving is you know anywhere between like 30 and 40 percent of the game you're driving around to have the driving element not great not amazing however there is one thing that has put me off it as a game it's set in london presumably by people who have never been to london and presumably by people who have never met anybody who have, who's ever been from London. Because every single character that turns up is a Cockney. And has the most stereotypical Cockney accent you can imagine. And it's like nails on a chalkboard kind of situation anytime anybody opens their mouth you're like shut up what and this might i don't know how this sounds but this is it's just an element of this game one of the main characters is voiced by the same person who voiced what was kid like Captain Kidd, but I can't remember their first name, but from Black Flag, who was somebody who was posing as a man who turned out to be a lady. Um, and that voice worked really well in Black Flag because it was a voice that was, in a lot of ways, quite masculine, but also was able to be feminine, and that worked amazing for that character. For the character in this game, um, 
you know, uh, it's it's a female character, and essentially that person is narrating the game. And I don't mean the game as a narrator. I mean, you know, they're like, oh, you need to do this mission, and you need to go here, and you need to do this, and you've got to get that bit of data, and you've got to. Do so there is a lot of talking from that person, and their voice is super annoying. So for every aspect that works for the game, it's wrapped in this bubble of awful voice acting. And it's, it's quite off-putting. Like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go and do this. Oh, but I have to listen to you talk first. Once they're finished talking, it kind of makes you not wanna do the thing that you're supposed to be doing. It's really bizarre. It's a really bizarre choice. It's just odd. Um, so that is, that is that. Speaking of things being set in London, the third game, and the game I've actually sort of kind of settled on playing, um, is the latest Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Or, as they should have called it, Assassin's Creed, we wish we'd have thought of God of War when they did the Viking thing before they did, because now we just want to do the same sort of thing. Um, I mean, you know, I, I said originally, this was absolutely Ubisoft looking at the God of War game that came out and being like, oh man, we should have done that first. Ooh, let's do it now. You know, let's cash in on the God of War money. Um, I imagine God of War is still making... That game is probably still making money now. And I'm pretty sure PS5 owners get it for free. So, you know. Um, the first night I put it on, I was playing it, and I was like, this game is terrible. Graphically, it looks awful. The way it plays, it plays really badly. Um, it was just, uh, it was not good. Um, to the point that it actually made me fall asleep. Uh, the next day when I went back to it, yep, I'd, I'd apparently played it in my sleep, which meant I'd missed loads of stuff. Um, and a big chunk, of the, not a big chunk, but a chunk of the story, for me, is missing, which uh, I'm well happy about. Uh, ultimately, I don't know how you come in contact with the assassins or get the um, the hidden blade. I've absolutely no idea. Um, some might say that's quite key. So I had all these issues with it. It looked awful. Graphically, it was terrible. It played really badly. It was not an amazing experience. Um, and I was like, I imagine this game's quite big. I imagine this game is quite long. If this is what you've produced, you should be ashamed of yourself. So that was that. Um, put it on the next day. Complete, almost a completely different game. It looked different, played better. And I'm like, maybe it was just like that first time. Maybe it was like a, I don't know, a bit like it had to bed in or something. It was weird. 
Um, like I say, that is the game I am playing uh, currently, or should I say, that is the game I'm playing when I'm not playing Half-Life. Um, it is fine. What I've, I, I'm, I'm a little bit like, what would you like me to say? It's Assassin's Creed. Um, it's obviously an improvement on the last one in the sense that you actually have a hidden blade in this one. Which I'm still not sure how they managed to get away with that in the last one. Not having a hidden blade. Um, it's Vikings. Vikings are fun. Um, seems to be a lot more... I don't know, like a bit more in depth. Which is a bit of a double-edged sword because a lot of the time you're like, oh, that's interesting, that's cool. But it makes for a lot to try and remember, try and sort of keep in your head. It's like, oh, how do I do that? Which button do I press for that? What does this button do? Oh, I didn't realise it did that. Oh, I didn't want to do that. It's, it's a bit like that. Also, it's, again, using the shoulder buttons for fighting, which I've never been a fan of. Obviously, you know, I could probably change the buttons if I wanted, and maybe I should do that rather than bitching about it. But I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of a, I don't know what you'd call it, a traditionalist. I just, you know, if it wants it playing a certain way, that's the way I'm going to play it. There's been couple of things like at one point I was going to uh, the the synchronization point things where you have to climb up stuff and in everything else it's been like go to the top of this tower go to the top of this building go to the top of a pyramid in this it was it was go to the top of this mountain that will take you the time to climb as if you were climbing an actual mountain pretty sure I spent 40 minutes climbing a mountain the other day does feel a little bit like the people who've made it have found a whole new way of uh, of, of getting you to waste time. Um, but I am sticking with it, and it is uh, it is the game I am playing currently. Um, so yeah, there we go. That, as they say in the business, is that. Um, nothing else from me. But uh, I will be catching up with you guys next time. As I said before, uh, a time of recording. Happy New Year to you, and I will speak to you next time. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Uh, we're getting uh, getting close to the big 100. We're going to have a party. Should we have a party? Let's have a party. YouTube watchers, do subscribe. Um, it's great that you're watching, um, but it would be super cool just to click that subscribe button and uh, help the channel out. Audio listeners, there's uh, there's SoundCloud, there's uh, iTunes. Pretty sure you can subscribe to those, so, uh, you know, that would help us out too. Jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. We've got uh, links for emails and... Uh, social media, stuff like that. Uh, drop us a line, let us know when you're going to come on the podcast and have a chat. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.